So whenever I talk about the grid or your gallery, I am just referring to how your page looks when it's seen as a whole. So when someone clicks over to look at our profile, that long page of all of our posts in a grid that they see. Gallery, I think, is actually quite a helpful term, though, because it's sort of what we are creating. It's our own online art gallery. It showcases our work against that simple white backdrop. And like any self-respecting gallery, sometimes we might want to curate how that collection appears and think about the viewer's experience as they walk through it. If you think about the ways most people will find somebody and follow them on Instagram, there are a few typical routes that people usually will take. So they might see a picture on the explore page, then click on that picture, usually then go over to the user's gallery and then hit follow. They might see a single image on hashtag page and do the exact same thing, click on the photo, click to the gallery and then click follow. Maybe they'll read a comment that you left on someone else's picture, click on your username which takes them straight to your gallery page and then they'll follow. Or they might see you mentioned in somebody's stories and that will take them to your gallery page and that's where they'll decide whether or not to follow. Or even if they're using search, using a location tag, anything we find usually when people find a photograph, a single photograph, they don't decide based just on that whether or not they're going to follow you unless you're doing something exceptional with your caption. So in almost every case, that wider gallery view profile page is going to be the thing people see and judge before deciding whether or not to hit follow. The reason I'm saying all of this is because your potential followers are probably looking at your profile page a lot. And it's usually the last thing they see before they either click follow or decide to click away. And so it matters more than maybe some of us might think. In the really fast paced world of Instagram, the good news here is you're only ever as good or as bad as your top nine photographs, meaning the top three rows of your grid, the last nine posts you put there. Those nine most recent posts and how they interact with one another, the story they come together to tell, the different things you're representing are going to be what you will be judged on. It can be a blessing, it can be a curse. If our gallery is a bit messy, which inevitably sometimes it just will be, life gets in the way, then at least we know we're only having nine posts away from that disappearing down the screen and just becoming something only our more engaged people see. But equally, it can start to feel a bit like a never-ending task trying to keep it flowing together and some people get really stuck on this. We've talked already about consistency, why consistency in our images and our editing and our style all matter. And those accounts that have that consistency can tend to gain followers the most. So that rule of consistency really comes together here in our gallery, where it's all displayed side by side. The aim is to create a gallery view that tells potential followers that we are reliably brilliant. So we want them to see enough to assume, quite rightly, that every post we share is going to have something to offer for them. Maybe that it's in the same style, the same quality, the same voice as the post that first brought them there in the first place. And ideally, we'd quite like them to be dazzled and to be able to see at that first glance that what we're going to deliver daily or however often we post is going to be worth their time. That home feed, which is where we see the accounts we follow and we're shown all the different content that's happened since we last logged in, that's really precious space and time and nobody ever wants to commit to scrolling past content on there that's not going to be what they want to see. So if a page is 50% amazing and 50% kind of average, people will tend to just like their favourites here and there, maybe leave a comment but click away and not follow the page. I always think the best way to monitor anything like this is to tune into your own behavior. So when you visit a new account, 
take note of those automatic assumptions you're making. How do you feel about those first impressions that you're taking in when you land on a page? And what conclusions are you drawing from that? And how does that change how you do or don't interact with the user and their content and their work? It's worth keeping in mind that the algorithm is watching all of this too, not to sound too sinister and big brother, but it sees who comes to our pages. It sees what they click. It sees how long they stay. And based on all of that, it decides who to suggest our account to next and who is more likely to see our posts. So if 80% of visitors come to your page and decide to follow, then it's going to reasonably assume that our work is awesome. It's going to show our page to more and more people, especially people who like the same things as those 80%. But if only 2% of people who land on our page end up following us, the algorithm is going to assume that interest is quite low for our work, that it's not appealing to lots of people, and it's not going to promote us to many people at all. I think that's kind of rubbish. Wish it wasn't true. But the great news is that we can still work with that. And I've been teaching students to curate, maintain their gallery since long before the algorithm was introduced. And it has protected so many of us from much of that negative impact of the algorithm. Dedicating this time then to showing our work in the best light is a strategic step that we can take right now to help us gain followers, to get better ranking in the algorithm and subsequently better visibility. How far are you going to choose to take this idea of a cohesive gallery is entirely up to you. For some people, they love to really lean into it and develop a super strict color palette and have no deviations. Other people, it might mean that you regularly rotate colors and subjects and styles. All of these strategies are brilliant, but I know that they're also quite labor intensive and they can start to be a little bit limiting. So it's really important to find a balance that feels right for you to avoid burning out, to avoid wanting to throw your smartphone off a bridge and just find something that fits with your flow. In the course notes, I've included some examples of accounts I think that are doing it quite well, giving you different flavor of the different ways. And I guess the thing that I would really love to leave you with when we talk about this is the idea Elizabeth Gilbert talks about in her book, Big Magic. She talks about holding our creativity both sacred and profane. So about in the moment, believing that what you're doing is truly important and it's worthy of your time, it's worthy of your attention, but at the same time, being ready and willing to throw it away and start completely again. It's a really fine balance, but I think it's great advice for any creative pursuit and definitely when it comes to things like this on Instagram, because yes, your grid matters. Yes, everything I'm sharing this week can and will make a real invisible impact on how your Instagram page converts to followers. It's right that our grid should be kind of a sacred space within our Instagram that we put this time and work into. But also, of course, it doesn't really matter. Like, not in the big scheme of things. I don't think any of us are going to be on our deathbeds bemoaning that time that we put up the orange picture and we had been totally on a green vibe and we just destroyed our flow. At least I hope we're not. So if we decide that we love a picture we've taken and we want to post it straight away and that might cost us some followers, that is completely fine. If they love you and they understand your work enough, then they're going to see past it anyway. Sacred and profane. It matters until it doesn't and you can trust yourself to know the difference. So please don't make this a stick that you beat yourself with, but maybe try and see it as a new creative challenge, a fun way to use what you've made, use what you're sharing and give yourself an extra way of weaving it all together. 